Today's episode is supported by Vivo Barefoot, whose mission is very close to my heart. There's something incredibly powerful about feeling the ground beneath your feet. It's more than just like walking or running. It's about forming a connection with the earth, a connection that most modern footwear has unfortunately severed. Vivo Barefoot aims to mend this disconnect by making footwear that's wide, thin and flexible, enabling natural movement. Born from a long lineage of cobblers, Vivo Barefoot carries a rich heritage of craftsmanship and a deep understanding of what makes footwear truly beneficial for us. Enjoy the discount code HARVEST15. It's Rose. Today we're releasing a short clip about the relationship between fashion and environment from a previous episode with Lily Cole. She is a model and an activist. I asked her if she feels disconnected from the fashion industry. Enjoy the clip. I, for many years I did conscientiously. I sort of stopped modeling for, I don't know, eight years. Yeah, maybe more. And that was a very kind of conscious decision to start working in other areas. So I had, had I set up my own company. I wrote articles for different newspapers and eventually wrote the book. Um, I was acting, I started making films as a director. I was sort of doing all these other things and, and sort of ignored fashion. Um, in the last year or so, I've changed my attitude. And now, actually, I'm much more engaged with the fashion again. Not on a day-to-day -day level. Like, it's still a very, very small amount of my time. But... I'm much more open to it in my heart <laughs> yeah. and engaged both in terms of the sustainability conversation because actually it's really advanced so much since when I was working on it 15 years ago, you know, and now I've started working with this uh, UN organization, the UN ECE, that are looking at how we can build um, tools to help with supply chain transparency um, and they're looking first at cotton and leather and so I've been working with them on that and other initiatives around sustainable fashion. But also because actually there are really great people and lots of creativity in that world. And it's quite nice to, to be connected to that occasionally when it feels right and the, the right job comes in. So um, I've sort of been, yeah, reopening that relationship. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, did you cut ties with some brands? Are you selecting the brands you work with? Yeah, I'm very selective about which brands I work with. Um, and that's been the case for a long time. And when I first started doing that, Uh, like 50, no, like I started doing that when I was like 20, so like 14 years ago. It felt risky, you know, it felt like I would just lose work. <laughs> yeah. And I did. <laughs> um, now. Yeah, it is brave, yeah, to do that, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I remember my agents at the time saying, Aren't you afraid you're biting at the hand that feeds you? And it was true, you know, it was like I did lose probably a lot of work over that. But now, interestingly, it's opened up opportunities because there are more and more brands trying to create things in better ways. And sometimes those brands come to me and then it's like a, a kind of perfect arrangement to support them. Okay, so you think finally the industry, the fashion industry has made some efforts? Oh, for sure. I mean, it still has so far to go. And we have a different challenge now, which is that because sustainability has become more fashionable, everyone's sort of jumping on the bandwagon of talking about sustainability. And there's very little 
kind of legal structures around what you're allowed to say, what claims you're allowed to make, how you prove them, which is something that the UNEC is help, trying to help with these tools, because it ends up you have a lot of greenwashing. So you almost have a different problem now, which is a lot of greenwashing to be okay. navigated. But at least the appetite is there. That's to me, is progress. Um, and, and I think there are also genuine efforts being made within the industry, because I think a lot of people in the industry have woken up to the severity of the climate crisis, um, are also aware that there are more and more kind of policy rules coming in. So the EU announced new policies this year that are quite strict on, on fashion and the textile industry. So yeah, it does feel like it's changing. Arguably not as fast as it needs to, but it is definitely, compared to 10, 15 years ago, it has gone from being a niche, sort of like undesirable conversation that felt a bit kind of like hempy and ugly, I think, yes. in people's minds, okay. yeah, yeah. to feeling like so important and kind of every single brand has to have some commitment, uh, ESG officer or, you know, some kind of... Um, dialogue in this space. And about the consumption, uh, how do you say, consumption, like uh, always to buy new clothes mm. and everything. Consumption, is there something yeah. to be done, consumption, is there something to be done uh, in the fashion industry or it's against the essence of the fashion? I think it's, I mean, it's such a good, good question and good point. Of course, sustainable fashion is an oxymoron, right? Because sustainability is implying longevity and fashion is implying newness. It's a very good point. I don't think it's only fashion. I think it's true of most other industries, and I think it's kind of a, a consequence of capitalism and globalization and the way that those forces have played out for the last hundred years, that we've had planned obsolescence and designed obsolescence in so many industries, whether it's light bulbs, plastic water bottles, cars that are manufactured, or clothes. There has been this tendency to produce things that are um, not, not made to last, Yeah. that uh, sometimes actually have designed obsolescence and planned obsolescence in them. And then we're constantly trying to like persuade the consumer to buy a new version of the product twice a year, every year, three times a year, whatever the, the, the regularity is, um, with very little mindfulness around the how those products are being disposed, if they're able to be recycled or not. And you've just got insane amounts of waste as a consequence, as well as all the emissions of that production. I was in Chile recently, Um, with the UNECE and I went up to the Atacama Desert in the north in the very north of the Atacama Desert there are these like literally like mountains of clothes Chile is the second biggest importer of secondhand clothes in the world after Ghana and a lot of those clothes just like end up just literally being dumped in the desert and sometimes burned. Okay. And you can look it up online, you'll see this footage of literally like mountains of clothes. Um, oh. A lot of which is like nearly new or new. You know, it's just like fast fashion that um, is garbage in a way. And I remember when I left, I was just thinking like how, at what point in our history did fashion become trash? I hope you enjoyed this clip from an interview in Kaplankaya with Lily Cole. It's episode number five of the podcast. If you want to listen to it in full, next week we'll release full new episodes. Until next time, 